All right, welcome to Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess. Hostess with the mostest. Mostest. <laughs> Paulette <laughs> Reese-Denis here, and welcome to another episode. I'm so happy to have you here joining us and our special guest today, Jennifer McFarland. Woo, there she is. Hey. She's another Portland entrepreneur, woman who I've been uh, having the pleasure of knowing for, I was trying to remember, it's been a year. Just a I think little, it has been a year, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're in several <laughs> business groups together, entrepreneurial women's groups and coaching groups and and plus, she's just awesome, and she's my dear friend. <laughs> so are you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> yay, yay. So she is brilliant. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> Thank you. She is the tech wizard. She is that woman behind the scenes and on so many different levels. Plus, she has her own podcast. Yes, the, the Third Paddle Podcast, helping businesses get unstuck. There you go. And so... Um, for all you people who uh, don't know how to do a lot of techie stuff, she's the, she's the woman who has the know-how. And uh, she can explain that a little bit better because that's not even quite my language. Because <laughs> I need her. <laughs> well, I mean, what is your language? Just like slamming keyboards and swearing a lot? Is that your language when it... No, I'm actually, I'm, you know, I do, I do get in there and try to learn these things. But sometimes there's just things that you don't need to learn because other people know how to do it, right? So everybody has yeah. their special passion and skill. And so tell us about your passion and skill. Yeah, um, sure. So I would say that uh, I'm actually moving out from being that behind the scenes person and more into helping women business owners become aligned and empowered in their decision making with technology as my lens. So what that means is, you have a lot of decisions that you need to make in today's business world, and most of them are driven by technology. And unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, a lot of the providers are men who, um, at, for small businesses that are uh, head in the computer, and you know, there's a lot of challenges to communicating sometimes um, with a male techie provider because you know we spend a lot of time behind the computer, and not all of us are very personable. <laughs> So what do we do as women business owners? We turn to crowdsourcing and we go out on Facebook and in our women's groups and, and we ask for advice. And sometimes that advice can be amazing and excellent and exactly what you need to do. And sometimes it's not. And it sends you down rabbit holes and doing things that actually aren't aligned with your industry and where you're going as a business owner. And you need a little help. And that's where somebody like me comes in. You talk to your business coach and you get, you know, they're like, you need all the things. And then you say to your business coach, how do I do that? And they say, find someone. <laughs> and I'm trying to say before you start doing, which can be very expensive, talk to somebody about the priorities and the budget and how all of those things work to make sure that you get something that is going to do exactly what you need. Right. Because there's so many there's so many options and variables. And I mean, how many times have, have we gone and bought something that we think is gonna work and it's completely wrong or you don't know what to do with it. You put it aside and you never look at it again. Right, <laughs> exactly. I've done that. I've totally done that way too many times. Yeah. 
I think we all have. I mean, don't, don't think that I've never done it. Um, there, there's, <laughs> and, and in some ways I'm the worst, right? Because I love researching all of this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I think I have to have it. And I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> Somebody else needs that. <laughs> but in, in your case, I mean, some of those things you need to research for your part of the business. So, you know, if you want to offer that or share that, right? I mean, absolutely absolutely great tools with me and that's that's really good because i wouldn't have even known about them yeah yeah like the latest one that i shared with you the um story chief one um i i still use that it's kind of nice because i can post without even post all of my everything without having to go to medium and wordpress and all of the things yeah. and, um and i have to tell you i did figure it out yes i know <laughs> at first i was like Oh shit, I got this thing and now I don't know what to do with it. And you just take a deep breath and you figure it out or you find someone else to do it. Or you find someone else to do it. And, and I think that the thing that I'm finding a lot is the need to talk to people um, early. Like I thought, so I've, I've worked on like seven figure tech projects and and it's the same problems at the enterprise big scale level as it is in the, the small business level, which is um, not engaging the tech person early enough, <laughs> assuming that because you think that what they do is magical, that it's not hard and it doesn't take time. <laughs> so uh, I would say that um, if, it's, if it's you, Paulette, learning how to use Story Chief, that takes time. Um, or if it's me learning Story Chief, that takes time <laughs> and it's the same if you're asking somebody to uh, overhaul your website or set up an autoresponder or any any of those any of those tools and so when you start thinking boy I really want to do something like that that's actually the time to start engaging people to figure out how to do it because a lot of times we don't have a lot of money to spend and we can't do it two or three times um, even though I find that a lot of small businesses end up doing things two or three times. So the best, the best course is to kind of slow down, plan it out, and, and give yourself time. Otherwise, you get really stressed, stressed out and pissed off. <laughs> and spend so. money and... Yeah. yeah, money, money that could be spent on other things, right? Like, but, but doing what you love, doing what speaks to you the most is where you want to spend your time, right? Absolutely. So how did you, I mean, so you have, you have this brain and you have this passion for this stuff. So have you always been like that? <laughs> you're like, you're so foreign to me, Jen. I, I feel like I need to know more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would say that I've had a, a pretty interesting life that has led me to this place, right? There's not a lot of people who do what I do that spent the first 10 years of their career as an artist and in graphic design. And that's where I really started. And even then, as I was leaving that field, technology was really creeping in, right? When I started as a graphic designer 20 years ago, there were no, I mean, there were websites, but there weren't like designed websites. It was mostly just um, colleges and universities that had them and like, zines. I don't know if you saw any of the websites in the 90s, but they, they weren't what they are today. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> <You know>? there. <laughs> and so um, as I was leaving um, graphic design, uh, technology was becoming a thing. There was the rise of websites. And, and throughout my career in graphic design, I had to always support my own 
tech because it was all Mac and everything else in the office was a PC. So uh, then I took a, a hiatus from uh, normal career life and my husband and I went to Peace Corps in Kazakhstan and taught English for two years and it was an amazing and phenomenal experience. And if you like to travel and, and help people, um, I really encourage people to do Peace Corps because there's, there's no age limit. <laughs> it's really just about, do you have two years to give? Um, and there are shorter programs for that. And it was, it was really a, a, a game changer for me on so many levels. Um, it's when I learned about um, equity and inclusion because I was so often excluded that I began to realize how lucky I was to have this great life I have here <laughs> and why I was pissed off when I was excluded is because I wasn't like everybody else. And then the people there were just beautiful and amazing and so loving. And throughout that time, I learned about um, developing projects and project management, which was to say, asking people what they want and then making it happen, <laughs> you know? And I found that I really had like a knack for that, a skill for that. And so when I got back, I was like, well, I don't really wanna do design anymore. Um, and my husband was like, you should do projects and because you really like that. So I got my master's degree in project management and policy and international development. So I have a degree actually like in leadership, which is kind of unusual. I guess a lot of people don't do that. Um, and then I went and worked at the city of Portland and, and kind of fell into tech as the thing, you know. And But design has always been a part of it. So like I've always kind of done both simultaneously and I, I was unhappy in that career I didn't have like direct contact with the public because I was in this big organization and like six levels removed from an actual person living in the city of Portland and at the same time I started meeting like all these women business owners who were um, really disillusioned with their websites and the people helping them and people started asking me for stuff and and I was like, oh, I can, I can do that. I can do that. And then I started to realize, oh, well, I could like charge people for that. <laughs> and there's that. And there's that. Um, and that's kind of where Foster Growth came from. That's, that's um, the name of my business. And that's, it all came out of helping women um, get what they need. Mm. So good. That's so good. Yeah. So what, so, and since I've known you, you you've kind of switched grown out of doing some of that back-end stuff, like you said. And I mean, it, we continue to evolve as businesswomen, and I love that. And you're kind of changing your niche a little bit. Um, and so what's been, what's been hard? What's been your hustle? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> so um, I would say that what's easy. been, <laughs> what? It's all easy. No, no hardship. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I would say that the part that's been the hardest for me is as that person who has always been behind the scenes, mm -hmm. like I, 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 part of me is really great at like helping other people be the person out front. But when you own your own business, you have to be that person out front. You can't, um, hide, you can't be, um, helping somebody else unless you have a partner, <laughs> that's the face you know and so for me it's a constant like i have to be the face have to be the face i have to be out there and um when 
we both have been members of Women with Moxie, and, and I, I joined Women with Moxie when I was still working full time. And I remember like going and like standing in the bathroom <laughs> at the event and texting my friends and saying, I'm totally networking right now. I am like so networking. <laughs> Um, and that's not networking, right? <laughs> I learned later. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I really am an introvert and podcasting has been great, but um, I'm really like positioned now or poised, I would say, uh, to do more speaking and, and get out there even more. And, and, and every step, it's just been um, a struggle honestly it's it's hard when you're not used to being you know like you you're on stage you play guitar you're used to you know you dance in front of people I mean, you do everything and you're used to being out there um and you make it look easy even though i don't i mean it's not easy for you is it or is it um most of the time it's actually pretty easy <laughs> i mean i really it's true though i've been on stage since i was seven you know right it's a long time ago <laughs> Oh, girl, it's only been about 10 years. Yeah, it's fine. but, but um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, getting anxious or getting nervous and, and you want to do the best you can. And so I think that kind of adrenaline uh, is good. I mean, so I get that. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'm all of a sudden like, what the fuck am I doing up here? Oh, my God. <laughs> I never want to do this yeah. again. And then I love it. And, you know, but <laughs> definitely the moments. But yeah, no, I know it doesn't come easy to some people. And again, you know, part of that is practice, just as in everything that we do. Absolutely. Practice, practice you know. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I've been working on a lot of different areas. And I'm, I'm getting ready to take a trip. And when I come back, I'm going to join Toastmasters and, like, do all different kinds of things to really right. sharpen, you know, the speaking game. Um, not just for presentations, but just to, like, get out there and talk to people because one of the things that I am passionate about is helping women um, adjust their tech mindset and make it so that tech isn't that thing that they really need to do but never have time for and, 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 and really dread. And, and so the, the obstacle that I have in my hustle <laughs> is getting women to give a shit about it, honestly, because they've had so many bad experiences um, they'd rather spend their money somewhere else. And yet technology is the thing that's driving business in so many ways. Like we really need it to support what we're doing. Oh, I love that. I think that's really great. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of it is, and I, and I talk about it on my own podcast, like the, the one, it's so funny we're talking because the one that went out um, uh, this week um, was about um, talking to techies and about why it's so hard to talk to them sometimes. <laughs> And, and I would include myself in that sometimes, you know, you kind of get, and that's what I mean about spending too much time behind the computer. A lot of it is the environment. Um, but I feel like if we communicate, if we talk as women about the challenges that we've had, um, then we can figure out how to make it better. Um, and I honestly think that in terms of tech, a lot of it is that we need to say, no, this is the shit that I need and you're going to do it. <laughs> stop interrupting me. Stop telling me why it's not going to work in these techie jargon terms that I don't understand because I'm paying you and, you know, I, I deserve what I want. <laughs> and, and why can't we do that? 
I mean, if we go in and get a haircut, like, do you say, oh, I don't know, whatever you say. I mean, we usually have some opinions about that, right? Or you do, you say that, and then you're mad at the end, right? And then get mad at the end with the purple mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think so, so much of that, I mean, that could, that's a whole another big conversation, but especially as women and as business owners, it's, it is really stepping up to ask for what you want and be real clear. So you've got to be really clear on what you need and what you want. So you can ask for it. So you can find the right people to help you. Um, and that's absolutely coaches and support and mastermind groups and whatever uh, accountability partners. I mean, it just goes off into all those levels so that you, you have someone to bounce ideas off of, you have someone to speak up to. Um, and, and right. Yeah. Right. Because, um, you know, bouncing it like, you know, like we're both in our homes right now. Like who are we bouncing ideas off of? I saw your cat behind you a minute ago. I've got my dog in the living room. Um, <laughs> so, I, I talk to my cat. All day. I do too. I talk to my dog, but sometimes I can't always trust the answer. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I may have made it up and it usually involves walking and treats. So I don't really know how that helps me, but I, so having accountability is important. And, and I think that like the masterminds and, and the accountability groups that I'm in are really great because sometimes I put off stuff. Like, you know, you talk about the hustle, like I've been trying to do speaking gigs for a year, you know? And so it's more about, having that list of things that you need to do and then having somebody to be like, Hey, have you done that yet? Like what's holding you back? How can I support you around that? And how can I, how can I make it better for you? How can I make it easier for you? And the thing about that, which is so great too, is, you know, there, there was a time in my life and, and I see this a lot with clients and, and other women that they fall into a, a, a thing with a friend or a group and it holds them back. You know, like, oh, I can't do that either. Oh, poor us. Um, and, and they become more <laughs> like victims and martyrs. And they want to bring each other down instead of lift each other up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was, I've, I've been in groups like that too, you know. But it's important to find people who are, I think, at your level or a little higher that right. kind of are going to push you or, or have some people, not everybody, but some people in the group who can be like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I've experienced that. Um, and it helps you. Um, and, and what is it that they say you need to surround yourself with people, the five people that are, um, you know, a, a couple steps ahead? Yeah. And they, and they also say, um, uh, look at the five people you surround yourself with. Look at their income and look at your income. Absolutely. So if you want to make more money, surround yourself with people who make more money. Proximity is power. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and if you want to step up and live to your fullest, your fullest potential, your fullest passion, your fullest heart, that's what you've got to do. You've got to move up. You've got to take those steps. And, and you know, like what we just said, accountability is great, but you've got to feel it in here first. And then, oh, and make absolutely that make that decision that you're going to do this. And absolutely and you have to like you have to listen to your heart and you have to listen to your intuition and and those things really help you move forward and and make the best decisions and people think that you know someone like me uh doesn't doesn't do that and they, they couldn't be more wrong 
you know, intuition is a big part of my business, the work that I do. And it's a, it's a big part of who we all are as people. And I think that when um, you sh you're just thinking from like here up and you're not listening to your body and you're not leaning into the things that are really hard and you're not feeling in complete alignment, that's, that's when things start going sideways, I think, a lot. So it's, it's, I mean, we could call ourselves spiritually led businesses, right? Um, yeah. And physically and emotionally, <laughs> all those things. And, and that, that always comes back to that self-care component, that self-love, that self-compassion, which I talk about all the time. Um, and I love to know what everybody does for their own self-care. So what do you do every day? Oh, every day? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, so, um, boy, I feel, I feel like this question was put in here just to like, you know, call me out on my lack of self care. <laughs> I would say that, um, so I'm really a couple of times a week I take Epsom salt baths and that really helps to kind of clear everything and it's very restful. Um, and I spend a lot of time every day, um, with my dog and my husband because I want, I just, I have to get out of, of the business space. And that's one of the best ways to do it. And, and my dog, he's a Boston Terrier. He is crazy, but like super fun to be around and always wants to play. And, um, and it, so it's great. And I would say that the other thing that I started this week is I created this amazing um, playlist. And so now I just kind of like take time to kind of dance around and, and, be silly and get in that like fun energy, you know, and kind of right. let all that other stuff go, you know, because I found I was becoming way too serious and that's just not really me at the core of, of who I am. So kind of all of the things, but I would say honestly that self-care is something that I am constantly working on um, and spending more time. I used to work um, about 80 hours a week um, when I left my job and started the business. And so it's big, it's just kind of carried on, you know, and, and I'm wearing out. So I'm like, okay. And I know from watching all of my friends that um, the more time you take to take care of yourself, you know, the more love comes into you and it, it helps your business. It helps every facet of your life. Right. And um, as good as things have been going, because it's been going fabulously, it's like, okay, I need more time for me. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's so true. And I think that when you do take that kind of care of yourself and you do gain your clarity and your, your confidence and your momentum so that your work is more efficient and clearer. Uh, and it's important. I mean, even if you love your work, I mean, I've been known to work a million hours a week and I you have a million businesses. Oh, yeah. Was I not supposed to mention that? You, just a few. <laughs> you. And, and it does get overwhelming sometimes, but it also gets very exciting. And sure, I could work 24 hours a day and I would love what I was doing. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is not good. I don't feel good. I'm burnt out. I hate what I'm doing right now. You know, it like backfires instead of being able to pour that love out. I, so that's such a great statement. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that, that we... And what I love that you just said, and I think it's so true, is you're actually more efficient when you're rested and you feel like you've taken care of yourself when you've had time for your family and for all of the things that you value outside of the work that you do. When you get back to it, I think you are definitely more um, dialed in because you're like, this is my work time. 
Whereas if you're just working all the time, then it's like always work time. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to like do this thing now. And, you know, and everything takes longer. So um, I think that that's really good. And the thing that uh, I'm going to do this week, today, <laughs> is okay. um, finally install the thing that forces uh, computer breaks. Ah. You can do that. There's programs that will say time to take a break. Um, and there's even some that are a little bit like more extreme that don't let you use your computer for a while. <laughs> I don't think I'm there yet. I'm okay. not there yet. But, like, don't go there. <laughs> but something that just says step away, like sometimes I think we get really zeroed in. And I, I think you don't have to work in tech to spend a lot of time on the computer. Um, and I think it's positive to to step away and go outside. Um, I spend a lot of time um, with my shoes off, walking around outside, just so that I can feel grounded and connected to something uh, that isn't digital. You know, with all the social media and everything. I mean, I feel like I'm on some device all the time, and uh, and so I just encourage everybody because I go to restaurants where I walk around, and everybody's on their phone all the time, and there's people around them. So spend some time with those people. Spend, the time spend with some the people. time outside, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And, and it's so important. I mean, here, this just happened to me this morning. I get up really early and I do my morning, my morning care. And then I go to work. And I have certain times of day where I'm more uh, creative or more tech-oriented or just more like, you know, little bitty things that have to get done. But there's certain times of day when it's good to do those things. So it's paying attention to that. But I had to literally go, okay, because I'm going to interview Jennifer McFarland, I'm going to get up and go take a walk around the block with my dog. I got to get away from the computer. This project will wait till I get back. Go outside. It's glorious outside. It's beautiful morning. And I need to move. And I need to breathe. And I want to be with my dog. And now I come back and talk to you. Yeah. Well, and it makes it that much better, right? Like you're yeah. just kind of happy go lucky and um and you're right. Like I mean, I know it's a podcast, so do those of you listening to this in December, sorry, but I mean, honestly, mid-October in Portland, there it, there's not sun and 70 and that's what's going on here right now. It's like I want to go outside too. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. going to work outside today just because yeah. totally. I want to feel connected to that. I want more of that. Um and I Again, it makes your work so much more enjoyable. It makes you so much happier and efficient, right? Yeah, and just connected, connected with nature. And, you know, I mean, who wouldn't rather listen to birds than the coffee pot? I mean, although coffee is pretty glorious, but <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's something magical about uh, being outside and being connected, I think. It really does your your heart and your body good and it helps you with that alignment like a lot of those times when you're like oh my neck hurts or uh you know that's that's actually something telling you <laughs> that maybe you need to pause on some things and that's i think it, it yeah <laughs> so much of that is just that connection and staying connected and and being in awe of the life that we live and what we have and what's around us and that's that whole gratitude practice and I mean boy you get into that and nothing beats that yeah I gave a, a week-long uh, leadership um, seminar on I don't know if seminar is the right thing anyway I led a group for a week about gratitude and leadership and how how important gratitude really is uh, to your 
life and your work. And, you know, John and I'll sit down in the morning, John's my husband, and we'll sit down and we'll be like, okay, three things that you're grateful for. Um, and it can't be the easy stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, every day needs to be a little different because you have to expand your thinking beyond, um, well, love my dog, love my house, love my husband. Like you got <laughs> to get a little more out there. And, and having things like a gratitude jar where you just, as things happen, you just put what you're thankful for in there. And then at the end of the month or the year, you read them all. Um, I mean, how do you incorporate gratitude into your, into your life? Uh, I usually do. I mean, well, I, when I do my power walk in the morning, I have a gratitude practice with that. But I also love to have a gratitude journal by my bed at night. And I do that. What am I grateful for? What are the three things? And I usually do that at night before I go to bed. Right. So, yeah. And, and it is. It just brings you into such a different consciousness about your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So good. And on that note, people out there in our heart and hustle land, what is your gratitude practice? Hmm. Or do you need to have one? <laughs> so, so good. Well, Jennifer, thank you for being thank here. You. Thank I'm you. And I'm so excited me. for your growth, your foster growth and your podcast. And of course, I will give you all of her links so you can join her and listen in. And... Um, Get on, get on the ball with your tech knowledge and own it and love it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yours for the taking. You, you deserve to feel empowered around all of that tech. You don't need to be stressed anymore. Nice. Sweet. That's really great. I'm so glad you're doing that. So glad. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Thank you. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, Paulette Reese-Denis, and we will see you next time.